Good morning, guys. I am so glad uh, that you're with us today. As we've already said here on our Radiate Church digital experience, we're so glad that you've chosen to jump in on the beginning of a brand new series called Define the Line. It's been an amazing day already with some great worship, opportunities of generosity to lean in. Uh, we're just pumped about what God's doing here, and I'm, I'm excited to jump in today. Hey, listen, we've started this series. We had one already planned called Radiate Flicks, and we just felt like the Lord just kind of led me in a different direction, and uh, so we, we have decided to table uh, that Radiate Flicks series. We've decided that we're going to push that back to a later date, and we're going to go in a path where the Lord, I believe, is taking us in this season and in this time, and I'm, time, and I'm really excited uh, to get down into that. Now, here's what I want you to do. This is a five-week series called Define the Line, and I'm going to be real honest. It's going to be a challenging series uh, for all of us. And honestly, uh, we need to lean into that and engage in that. Some of us, uh, too often, we run from challenge. We run from things that uh, take us in a direction where we're not used to. So it challenges us a little bit. I want us to lean into it and hear what God has to say to us. And there is a complimentary study uh, called Not a Fan, based on a book by Kyle Eidelman. It's on Right Now Media. I would love for you to go through that study with me. There's five weeks of that. Uh, it, it is a great, great study about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and not a fan of Jesus. And so we want, I want you to be a part of that. And we uh, have invested uh, through... Uh, through Right Now Media, we've invested to give you the membership to that free of charge. Uh, we talk about it every single week, but this is an opportunity for you to jump in with the body of the church and do this study together. Um, and so all you have to do is text the number on the screen and uh, text the, the word on the screen, and we'll send you a link so that you can sign up for your free uh, subscription if you don't have it yet. If you have it, all you got to do is type in not a fan in the search bar and it'll take you straight there and and maybe this week we'll put out some links to it as well to make it a little easier for you but i'd love for you to do that today as you lean in as you engage as you take notes i want you to i want you to title the message today this um consumer versus contributor we're going to talk about the difference between a consumer and a contributor today or if you want to go with not a fan the difference between a fan and a follower but we're titling it consumer versus contributor because what i believe uh is going to happen and it is happening in this time is there's some ideologies of christianity and following jesus that has to be uh, torn down. I believe that we, some of us have bought in to an incomplete gospel uh, that is more inward focused rather than outward focused. In other words, uh, we come to Christ and it's about the prayer we pray, not the purpose we live out. And I just want to tell you straight off the bat, if you, this is your first time with us, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you've never given him a shot in your life, I just want you to know there is more to the life of Jesus. There is more to a faith in Jesus than praying a prayer and walking away. There is a contributor side every single day that we wake up. God gives us an opportunity to participate and engage in a mission on this earth. And Jesus actually alludes to it in the Lord's Prayer where he says, um, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Our goal, our job, Matthew 28, Jesus tells the disciples, he says, to go into all the world, spread the gospel, 
teaching uh, and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that I command. That is what he's saying when he says, thy kingdom come. In other words, God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Every day we wake up, we have an opportunity God gives us. It says his mercies are new every day. So every day we have a new dose of mercy where God gives us opportunity and, and to participate in the purpose. Now, what I'm learning is in a pandemic, what has happened is the incomplete gospel is being exposed because now we've, uh, or, or so many of us, have taken the gospel of Jesus and it's become all about it, what can I get from his sacrifice, not what do I get to participate in because of his sacrifice. And there's a level of responsibility in this that I have to take. Why? Because, as First John tells us, I love because he first loved, right? And so I want to take you to a scripture today. I want to take you to some scripture, a portion of scripture. It's kind of a weird story. It's a little bit of a weird story, but we're going to break it down. In Exodus chapter 32, and I'm going to read um, verses 19 through 26 today. Exodus 32, verses 19 through uh, 26. And again, it's a little bit of a weird story, but it's, it's Moses leading the Israelites. He's leading the Israelites out of the slavery in Egypt. Uh, they're coming through the wilderness into the promised land. And they're coming to all these things. And this is a part of the journey uh, that they're on. And Moses is coming down uh, from a mountain where he gets uh, the Ten Commandments, where he has met personally with God, right? And they, when he comes down, you're going to see what Moses experiences. Now get this, Moses, the leader, the pastor, um, the guy that's leading a nation, uh, the church of Israel, if you will, through the wilderness to the promised land of where God has promised him. He's doing everything that he knows to do. He's spending time with God. He's praying. He's listening to God. He's leading him. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And this, what we're about to read, is what he comes down to. And it's, it's them and his brother, his executive pastor, Aaron, his brother, they are all worshiping a golden calf. Watch this, starting in verse 19 through 26, it says, And it came about, as soon as Moses came near the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' anger burned. I cannot blame him. I would have been angry too. Dude's been up on a mountaintop meeting with God personally, getting direction for where they need to go to get to the promised land. And he comes down and they're worshiping another God, a golden calf. They've made a God and they're worshiping him, right? So his anger burned. And he threw the tablets from his hands and shattered them at the foot of the mountain. Verse 20, and he took the calf which they had made and he burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it over the surface of the water and made the sons of Israel drink it. Verse 21, then Moses said to Aaron, Why, uh, what did these people do to you that you have brought such great sin upon them? And Aaron said, do not let the anger of the Lord burn. You know the people yourself that they are prone to evil. Man, Aaron is just pushing the blame on them. He's not taking any responsibility for his leadership position in this whole thing. Verse 23, For they said to me, Make a God for us who will go before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. In other words, I just threw everything in a fire, and then out came this calf. So I guess it was just meant to be. No, you have to make... A calf. Listen to me. Hear me. 
you, the gods, the idols that we worship in life never just appear. It's always formed through uh, disciplines and it's formed through uh, things in our lives that we've already worshipped at a smaller scale. The idols we worship every day of our lives never just appear. They are created from disciplines and worshiping moments throughout our lives. Now hear me, let's keep going. It says, out came this calf, verse 25. Now when Moses saw that the people were out of control, for Aaron had let them get out of control to be a derision among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered together to him. In other words, Moses looks... He's following God. He's listening to what God's asking him to do. And he looks and he says, I need you to define your line. What side of the line are you going to stand on? What side of the line are you for? Are you going to be with the golden calves? Are you going to be the consumer? Or are you going to be with God and be the contributor? Are you going to be a part of something bigger? Are you going to be a part of something smaller? Are you chasing you? Are you chasing God? All these things, like he's asking them, you have to define your line. And he doesn't look at them and go, you got 24 hours. He looks at them and goes, right now, in this moment, in this day, right now, in the midst of all this chaos that is now taking place, I need you to decide and define your line. I believe right now in the middle of 2020, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for 2020 to be over, man. I'm tired of 2020. 2020 has made me mad. 2020 has taken sports. 2020 has taken the... Um, the, the, the innocence of TV shows, 2020 has taken all normal conversations and turned them to politicized arguments. So 2020 has taken everything that we know and turned it upside down and ground it into powder like they did the calf here. And here's the truth. I'm, re I'm tired for 2020. I'm ready for 2020 to be over. I'm tired of 2020. But here's what I also know. I believe the Lord is looking at us in 2020 and going, I need you to define your line. And you're going to define your line. Hear me. A, no decision is a decision. When we make no decision, we're still making the decision, right? I believe whether you're sitting out there today and, and, and you've just contemplated this God thing, maybe just the first time you've heard about this God thing, maybe it intrigued you when you heard about the God of the universe giving opportunity every single day for us to participate in a greater purpose with Him because He loves us that much. Maybe you gave your life to the Lord five months ago or 50 years ago. I don't know where you are today, but here's what I do know. Every one of us has to define the line. And when we decide, oh, I'm not, you know, I don't have to go to church right now. It's not a Sunday thing. And when we, dis when we take church and, and we diminish it to a Sunday attendance, <laughs> rather than something that we get to be a part of because it's a part of a bigger purpose, then what we've, done, we've defined the line where we stand on that. It's optional. It's not an opportunity right? Whenever we take the gospel of Jesus and the only time we dig into the word, we pray, we worship, and we love others, and we hold others accountable, the only time we do that is whenever we sit in a church together in the same row, then we've defined our line. And what I believe is the Lord is going, you, there's many of us that have been living an incomplete gospel, many of us that have heard an incomplete gospel, and that's why we have never given our lives to the Lord, is because all we hear about with the gospel is it's all about me, 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 me. But I want you to know something, Jesus died for you so that you could be a part of what he's a part of. It's about something so much bigger, it's about so much more opportunity, it's about all of this, and so... I want to talk to you for a minute, a few minutes today, about consumers versus contributors. 
I want to talk to you about the difference. See, here's what a consumer does. A consumer is someone that judges the value of something based on what they can get from it. Hear me. A consumer judges the value of something based on what we personally get from it. That's how we do relationships. Hear me. That's why we can walk away from a relationship, but it's never our fault. It's the other person's fault because the other person stopped giving value to us because I never got anything from them anymore. They couldn't meet my need. That's why some of us, and I'm just going to be real, that's why some of us spend more time church hopping than we do planting our feet in the ground where God's called us. Because the moment that I don't get what I want from this church, I can walk away because I'm consuming what they're giving, not contributing to it. That's why I can walk away from Jesus whenever things get hard or too difficult or I don't understand. That's why I can look and I can go, I don't like the fact that the Bible tells me I can't do this, but I'm walking away from that, but I'll walk into this because it's like a buffet and I can consume what I want to consume. Christianity is not consumer-driven. Consumer Christianity is not about faith, it's about transaction. Consumer Christianity is about what are you giving me, and the moment you can't give me what I want you to give me, the moment you tell me or give me something I don't agree with, I don't like, I don't understand, I don't want to be a part of, the moment you do that, I'll walk away. That's consumer Christianity. And it's, it, listen to me, consumer Christianity is not about faith it's about it's a convenient consumer christianity is a convenient fad that will fade when the deliverables aren't met that's all it is so consumer christianity is we place value based on what i get from it but contributor christianity is something that offers someone something that makes it more valuable or let me make it a little easier. Contributor Christianity is whenever I add value to, to things that I touch, to things that I come into contact with. Contributor Christianity looks like this. I am committed to the cause of Christ, and so when my needs or my wants aren't met the way that I think they should be, I'm still committed because I'm contributing, not just consuming. I'm there for the long haul. I'm in this thing to do something bigger. I'm in this thing to be a part of it. And I just want you to know something that I, here's what I've learned, and, and, and this is another series coming up, but John 10.10 10 says that Jesus came to give life and life to the abundance, which means there is a possibility that many of us are living life below the level that we were designed to live it under. Why? Because we're consumers, not contributors in this entire thing. We have to be contributors. The faith, the sacrifice, the love, the care, the opportunity of God our Father is that we would be contributors, not consumers. Contributors, not consumers. And so, but here's the thing. Today, I don't want to identify a problem. I want to be a part of a solution. I think we got too many people out there that are keyboard cowboys that identify every problem in the world and they scream about it behind a computer screen. But yet we need to be a part of the solution. I just want you to know this. As Christians, we should be a part of solutions, not problems. We should be a part of love louder, not scream louder. We should be a part of what God is doing in the earth, not what man is doing in the earth. Are you with me today? So I want to talk to you about three ways that contributors can change the world. Three ways that contributors can change the world. The first one is this. Consumers chase feelings, but contributors commit 
to purpose. Can, it, it, watch this. Consumers chase feelings. Contributors commit to purpose. Let's look at, 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 at uh, Exodus chapter 32. Let's go back to the first two scriptures here uh, in this. Let's, let's go to that. Exodus 32 verse 1 says, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain. In other words, they... Moses didn't come down from meeting with God in the time frame that they thought that he should. When they saw that he delayed, delayed, what do you mean delayed? In other words, their clock didn't line up with his, right? So watch. When they saw that he delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us. In any word, make us something that will do what we want it to do. Oh, man. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Verse 2, Aaron said to them, Tear off the gold rings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. Let's go back real quick to the point of number one. Consumers chase feelings. The moment Moses didn't meet their time restraint, the moment Moses didn't meet what they wanted him to meet, the moment that took place, what did they say? Make us a God that will do what we want it to do. Man, have you, um, have you ever been to, to Target and, and you walk in and they've got this strategically placed uh, uh, section right at the front door? Uh, I know all the ladies know exactly what I'm talking about. You walk in. And there's this section to the left, at least the one here. And, and it's the dollar bin section. The problem is it's not all dollar stuff. It's $1, $3, and $5 stuff, right? But every time we walk in as a family, every time the kids go straight to the dollar bins, but so does my wife. We'll walk in for, uh, I don't know, milk or a bathing suit or whatever you're going into Target for, right? I don't even like going into Target because you never walk in with what you went in for and you walk out with way more than you went in for. And so every single time we'll walk in, no matter what we're going in for, we go to the dollar bins, right? And they have this strategically set up. Watch this. Here's why. The reason is because you walk in and you'll get distracted. And here's what they know. Here's what they, there's, a, there's literally a psychological science behind this. You can go look it up. It's, it's retail psychology. Here's the thing. Listen, they know consumers are driven by what? Feelings. Here's what they know. If I can get you feeling for something other than what you went in for, then you will walk out with more than you walked in for. You will spend more than you want to spend for things you don't really need. Why? Because now I've gone and I have changed your feelings. No, go, go back. I'm sorry. They, I have changed your feelings. I have made you feel like you need this. But contributors will stay focused because they're about purpose. Do you know why Moses delayed to come down from the mountain? Because his purpose was not to appease the nation of Israel. His purpose was to follow God. So when he didn't meet their time frame, 
he still stayed on the mountaintop. Some of us come down from the mountaintop because our biological clocks are tuned to everybody else's opinions. And when my biological clock now strikes midnight to their opinion, I got to come down from God in order to appease them. Moses said, no, no, no. I'm a contributor, which means I'm a part of something bigger, which means I am not attuned to their opinion. I am attuned to his direction. And that means that now my feelings don't change. I don't need you to create a God. I don't need to spend more for things that I don't really need. I need to be with my Father. Stop coming off the mountaintop. I know choosing between homeschool, e-learning, face-to-face, whatever other options are out there, I know it's stressful. Let me take some stress off of you. What's best for your family? Do that. Do that. Yeah, but they said, I don't care what they said. Be a contributor to your family and decide what's best for your family. I know there's a lot of stress going on with an election year. Stop worrying about all the political ads. What do you feel? What are you praying about? Where are you at? Contributors stay focused because contributors are committed to purpose. Don't be a consumer that chases feelings. I know it's stressful and it's hard. I know it's hard to be healthy right now. I know all this. But here, listen, I know you got so much to do, it feels like you don't have time to read the Bible. But I'm telling you something. Nothing you do will matter until you put God in the center of it anyway. So you better commit to God and stop chasing the feelings of stress. Be a contributor, not a consumer. Contributors lean in to the opportunities that God gives us every single day. I want you to hear me. The God of Genesis, where he speaks the creation of the world into place. The God that created the foundations of the world. The God that did all this every day. He looks at you and goes, will you spend time with me today? Will you be a part of a greater purpose, a grander purpose, a grander thing today? I want to be with you in every day. Consumers look at God and go, I don't have time because you're not meeting my need right now. And God goes, I will, but I need you to contribute to the relationship. Open your Bible. Open up the Word of God. Worship. Pray. Seek God. Be with God. God, contribute to the purpose. Don't chase the feelings. because Hear me, feelings change and they are horrible dictators. Feelings change. That's why Target can get you to buy 10 things when you went in for one. Because you feel different whenever you walk by it than you did. That's why marketing is so important. That's why sex sells, fear sells, and everything else sells. Because it's a feeling that they're selling you. Hear me. Feelings change. Let's go to point number two. Point number one, consumers chase feelings. Point number two, consumers blame others. Contributors take responsibility. Consumers blame others. Contributors take responsibility. Let's look at um, Exodus um, chapter 32, verses 21 
through 22 for this one. It says this, Then Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you? That you have brought such great... Let's stop right here for a second. Let's just pause right here for a second. Pay attention to this. This is important. Moses comes back. Aaron has built a golden calf for the nation of Israel. They're worshiping the golden calf. And Moses looks at him and doesn't go, Hey, you didn't do what I told you to do. He looks at him and he says, Why did you do this? You have brought sin upon them. Why? Because you led them to worshiping a false god. Wouldn't it be a shame if in our lives we get to a place to where we have worshipped a false god and took people to the same false god and now God would look at us and go, what did they do to you that you would bring such sin upon them? That you would distract them towards that. Let's keep going. Verse 22. Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord burn. In other words, please be a mediator between me and God. And he says, you know the people yourself that they are prone to evil. Wow. Let's go back to point two real quick. Consumers blame others. Isn't that what Aaron was doing? Aaron looked and he said, Moses, listen, you know the people. (laughs) You know how they are. Come on, Moses. He's crazy, man. They went nuts. They're prone to evil. They're just, they're terrible people. They're aggravating. You know, they do things they should. They know homosexuality is wrong, but they still do it. They know that uh, overindulgence and alcohol is wrong, but they still do it. You know how they are. And Moses looks at him and goes, man, that's not, you brought sin upon them. Like, you can't worship false gods. Aaron turned the blame on others instead of taking the responsibility. You know, I have, I don't know if you know this or not, I have three kids, but I actually have two more in my house. I just met them over the past little while. Uh, They're named I Don't Know and Not Me. Two new kids. They're everywhere. And here's the craziest thing. I don't know what they look like, but I know that they leave cups sitting around. I know that they leave their clothes in the middle of their floor. I know that I trip over their toys. Because when I do, I'll say, whose was this? And, and my kids will, will give me one of their names. They'll either say, I don't know. So I don't know, left his toys around again, and then not me. And, and like they leave their stuff everywhere. You probably have kids just like that. Maybe name the exact same thing, which is weird, which is really, really weird. You know, because why? Because it's never the kid's fault. The kid will never look and go, oh, dad, you know what? I was really irresponsible today at five years old. I was really irresponsible. I left my toy out and you tripped and fell. And dad, I uh, repent and apologize for that. No, they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to be wrong. So it's, oh, I, I don't know who did that. Well, okay. Well, I, well, go find I don't know and tell him to pick up his stuff, please. Or go tell I don't need, or go tell no not me to come pick up his toys. And, and and here's the thing. When we are not spiritually mature, responsibility is an option. Hear me on that again. When we are not spiritually mature, responsibility is an option. But when we're spiritually mature, responsibility is not an option, it's an opportunity. It's a it's a chance. It's an opportunity for me to be a part of something greater. 
I can't look at everything in my life. If everything in my life is someone else's fault, then I'm allowing too many people to run my life. Please hear that. Some of us need to hear that. If everything in my life is someone else's fault, I'm allowing too many people to run my life. Man, get up and go, no, you know what? I made that decision. I did that, but it's my responsibility to do something about it. Do you know why you're at Radiate Church Online today? Because you are connect. God wants you connected to a greater purpose at Radiate Church. I'm just telling you. You would not be here if there wasn't something to do with that. Do you know why before we had to go to digital and we were having physical experiences, so many people were calling Radiate Church home because they were connecting to a greater purpose? There's a responsibility that we all have that we have to take to do something to make a difference in this world. God, every single day, gives us that opportunity. And we have to take it. We have to be for real about it. We have to stop playing patty cake with God, stop playing gumball machine with God, stop playing a little claw machine with God. Let's get into this thing and define the line, right? And then here's the third one. The third one is... Consumers commit to themselves, but contributors commit to something bigger. you you got to see this. This has been the, the theme throughout the entire day. Consumers commit to themselves, but contributors commit to something bigger. Look, look at this. Look at this scripture, verse 26 of Exodus 32. It says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp, and he said, Whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered together to him. Let's leave that right there because I want us to really focus in on this. Moses, the leader, looks and he looks at them and he says, whoever's for God, whoever's going to commit to something bigger, whoever is for the Lord, whoever is for his kingdom, whoever is for his love, whoever is for his children, whoever's for, like, like, listen, he knows, here's what Moses knows. There's some people in this question that are not going to come. He knows that there's always people that are not going to come, but here's what he also knows. And if you read on, there's actually a really morbid end to this. But the reality is he knows there's some people that's not going to come, but it takes the people that are going to be contributors in the kingdom of God to go out and make a difference for those that are not going to contribute right now. Because there are some of you today that are looking and you're going, I want to be for the Lord. I prayed the prayer. I this, I that. I want you to know something. God wants you to define Find the line. He's saying, if you are for the Lord, come to me. If he's saying, he's saying, if you're for the Lord, come to him. Open the word. Read the word. Pray. Worship. Spend time with him. Live for him. Make a stance. Be different. Look odd. Don't engage in the politics. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't judge. Don't do the cancel culture thing. Just come to me and let me help you. Whoever is for the Lord. <clears throat> come to me. And there will always be people that are consumers that can come across the line to contributors because every day His mercies are new every morning. And it's a new opportunity every single day. Define the line. Consumers commit to themselves. Contributors commit to something so much bigger. And here's... Where I believe, where I believe we are in faith today. If you're watching this, I don't believe you're watching this just to get information. I believe you're watching this to affirm a, a commitment and a dedication. 
I, I believe it's God looking literally at me and at you and at so many others and is saying this, define the line. If you feel God is speaking that to you and asking you that question, I'm not going to ask you what side of the line you're on. I just want you to put the hands up emoji right there in the chat, right now, right where you are. Just put the hands up emoji in there. Here's why. Because I want you to be able to say, that's me. God's talking to me. God's speaking to me today. I need to be more serious. I need to be more committed. I need this. I need that. Whatever it is. But you've heard and felt something knocking on the inside of you that God is speaking today. And he's saying, define your line. Define your line. I believe this is a moment today because here's what I know. There is no one engaging in the stream today. There's no one taking notes. There's no one leaning in. There's no one engaging today who has an expired invitation to the opportunity of something bigger with God. No one. No one. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I just know God wants you to be a part of something bigger. Hey, listen, I know God's been stirring something in some of you. That's great. Let's build on it. Hey, listen, I know that you've done, some of you are sitting out there going, man, I've been, for the past four months of this pandemic, I haven't opened up my Bible, I haven't watched church, I haven't spent time with God, like I've been the biggest consumer of them all. Hey, listen to me, that's okay. Because today we define the line. Today we define the line. Tomorrow we'll define the line. Tuesday we'll define the line. We have to define the line. And if we are for the Lord, he's saying, come to me. He's saying, come to him. Spend time with him. And maybe you're, you're out there today and you, you've got to make that decision to go from consumer to contributor. And you've got to make that decision. And it's time to stop playing stinking games with spiritual lives. And you know it. You know it. You want to raise your, God, your, your family for the Lord with God in the center, yet you know that you're standing for things and doing things that aren't godly. Define the line. What's it look like? I know today's a hard word. I get it. That's good. Let's give you a challenge. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you today. If that's you and God is calling you to define the line, I want to pray for you. And then we're going to pray for salvation at the end of this. But I want to pray for you right now that as we make that decision that we would define the line and we would be uh, contributors, not consumers. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I love you. And God, right where we are, God, help us to dive into this right here. Help us to dive into this word. Help us to connect with you, God. Help us to feel your presence. And even when we don't feel your presence, we know your character. And so, God, help us grow with you. God, help us become contributors to the kingdom. We thank you for the opportunity you give us every single stinking day to be a part of something greater. Help us do that. God, it's time to put aside all the excuses and start making progress. And so, God, I pray that a fire would light inside of us, that the Holy Spirit would light something in us that would make us different and make us action-oriented and move us forward. And, God, we just honor you. Amen. Now, if, if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to know I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. There's so many others in Radiate Church that are pumped that you've made that decision. I want you to do something real quick. There's going to be some instructions on the bottom of the screen. If you prayed that prayer and gave your life to Jesus, would you just follow those real quick? It's just texting a word to a number real fast. We have some uh, things that we'd love to put in your hands so that we can walk this journey out with you. Now what we're going to do, we're going to enter back into worship. We're going to go back into another uh, song of worship, and we're going to enter in and just give God the response of appreciation and worship that He deserves for the opportunities and the love that He's given us. I 
I would love for you to engage in worship with us at the end of this message. And let's go change the world. Come on, guys. Let's go.